Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Shield, a podcast on fatherhood in 20 today. I am your host, Fleming. And I'm Ms. Vaughn. And today we have founder and CEO of Uplift Fitness, Mr. Corey. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Good, good. How's everything going on in uh, Cali? Oh, man, it's crazy out here. It's crazy. Apparently, this this shelter in place is whatever place you decide to be at that particular point in time. So right. people ain't stay at home like they should be, but, you know, we're going to try to keep it together, man. Are y'all out there wearing masks? Um, you know, the people who feel like it, I guess. <laughs> I'm wearing masks. Right. I was going to say, okay. No, 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 no. no. I'm, not, I'm speaking for what, I'm, what I've been walking past. Oh, okay. Yeah, but... Oh. You, sir, operate and own and operate a fitness facility, correct? Facility <laughs> business, you know. Yeah. So, um, how are you uh, keeping things going? Um, well, during during this time in particular, I'm doing a lot with like online training. Um, you know, sending sending workouts to my to my current client list of people that I've been able to work with in terms of like their fitness program. So I can kind of keep them going with that, with stuff to do at home. So, you know, people that I've already been working with, it's not been a problem at all. Um, in terms of in-person clients, um, my, my particular situation is a little bit different because we, we share this facility with myself and then chiropractors and the chiropractors are considered essential. So yeah. we're kind of still here. Okay. So a lot of my a lot of my client base are people that I um, work with in conjunction with the chiropractic plan that they're on. So, okay. so I've kind of been here. It's been a lot lighter, you know, as opposed to our normal maybe six days a week. We've been doing two and mm-hmm. kind of getting everybody in during that time frame and then an extended break between people so that we can kind of like do the extreme quarantining thing between, you know, between patients. But other than that, it's been it's been different. It's been different. I have a lot of friends who have been struggling quite a bit during this time. So, okay. So now you're, you're a dad. Mm-hmm. I am. Of how many? Hella. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of, of four and a stepdaughter. So okay. five that I'm responsible for. Okay. All right. All right. Got how it. many girls, how many boys? Three and two, three girls, two boys. Okay. Age range. Hella young to older. Hella young to older. From, so the oldest, the oldest. So you basically are across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're so, so as old as old as seventeen and as young as five. Okay. Okay. So now, given with the given with your with your working out company, like how how what would be your advice to like you know to other fathers and whatnot that are like stuck at home, you know, with their kids, like you know, like workout regimen wise, like you know. How would how would you what what suggestions would you make for for somebody? Um, well, you know, I, I have uh, two suggestions that I've given, been giving people uh, specifically lately. Um, mm-hmm. One of them being to be the model. So for me specifically, um, it's it's really interesting because um, I work out every morning and my uh my son at least is always paying attention to the fact that i'm doing it so now that we're in quarantine and that he doesn't have to get ready to leave for school he's just ready to do it because he knows that that's what daddy would be doing right then so normally he Hmm. would be you know walking past while he's getting dressed getting ready to go well now he knows that that's where i'm gonna be so now he just gets ready and and he's like this is gonna happen so now i get to be a part of it so it kind of just it's it's one of those things where it doesn't just necessarily apply to fitness. Like they're, they're going to model what you do. So, so the first thing I would say, um, the first piece of advice that I've been giving people is start a regiment, which is just, you know, yourself getting up on a daily basis or, or every other day, whatever that might be and getting yourself into a, into a fitness routine because they're going to model it. Like the, you know, it's, it's really funny when we're, when we're trying to get like that alone time, we recognize that the kids always want to kind of infringe on that. But when it gets into something where we're trying to actually 
set a standard for them or set a pattern for them, we think that that behavior is going to change. Like right. he's going to try to infringe on your workout too. So mm-hmm. once, you know, just use that same method and just kind of like, um, do it more, be more intentional about it. So once you start working out, they're going to try to infringe on it just like they would be if you were trying to do something you did. <laughs> so be like five to ten, five to ten with the space. Like, come on now. Right, 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 right. right. Well, you know that I don't know how many how much square footage people got, but like it's going to be a lot of people like doing Jackson Five dance moves if they're trying to keep six feet in the house. Like it's literally going to be sliding as a group and turning <laughs> as a group, but. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, the first piece of advice would, would be, again, just to, to kind of start a regimen for yourself. And you'd be surprised how often that will be enough to get them involved in a workout program. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that that I would do is during this time, especially with with the gyms being closed and with there being less options in terms of how to get your exercise in. Um, don't think exercise, think activity. Okay. So if you think if you think what's something that I could be doing that involves movement, like it really should be that simple right now, just because for one, you'll, you'll know a lot of people that didn't have a fitness regimen going prior to the quarantine mm-hmm. at, at this point, just need to be moving, you know, right. like, right. and, and I always, I always tell people the one, the one thing that you can change um, in terms of, in terms of a plan that guarantees that you get results is identity which means that if you become a person who works out on a regular basis, being the fitness person yeah. will always get you to your goals. So, and during this quarantine time, you can change that identity. You can be a person who now, by the time you go back out, works out three times a week, no matter what that is. Right. So you think, do you really think like that can be like, so I used to be a workout person very much so before I moved to Maryland, but then I became to Mar- I came to Maryland and everything kind of, my schedule got messed up. So if you're saying like, okay, we've been in quarantine for like a month, mm-hmm. now it looks like it's going to be another month. Do right. you really believe like, even so if I say like, okay, I'm getting up at five, to like work out, do my workouts and stuff like that. It's a lot easier because I'm working out. It's at home. So mm-hmm. kind of like, I know a lot of people, well, I would just say my thing is, is like, I want to start something, get used to it, and then have to change it all over again. Yeah, that's an excuse, but it's a real excuse because this is not, this is an exception. It's not the rule. The rule is usually... I'm going to be up and I'm working and I'm going to work and I'm doing all this other stuff. So trying to put this into my schedule is almost feeling forced. Gotcha. Okay. So, so then my, um, my answer to that question would actually be kind of a question to you. So if I was to ask you, would it be simpler for you to build a chair or move a chair? What would you say? Move a chair. So if you build the routine and then once your schedule changes, all you have to do is move the routine to where it fits into your current, to your new schedule, that would be a much simpler answer than it would be to trying to build the routine once everything's back to normal. So that's, that's why I said the one thing that you can guarantee will get you your results. So if you become the workout person, moving it to a place that actually fits into your normal life schedule mm-hmm. is not nearly as hard as trying to figure out how do I become a workout person? Because right now you have the time. Right now, we ain't got nothing but time and space. um, And one of the reasons, um, so just so so people know, to kind of get a little bit of background, which I'm sure you guys probably got into later, but um, so what I do personally, I do um, fitness training on both the physical and mental level. And what I mean by that is I got certified in in life coaching and results-based coaching, um, double degrees in psychology and kinesiology. So like I... I literally studied what the things are that has to happen mentally in order to get physical results because it actually goes that direction. So the so the um the main thing is if you if you build into that if you build that habit in of if you just become a person that every day I do something exercise or something fitness related Mm-hmm. That's not going to change when the schedule changes. It actually will be harder for you to not find the space for it than it would be to keep it going. <sighs> like a lot of people are going to have, I'm, I'm being serious. A lot of people are going to have trouble once. This I'm giving you all kinds of side eyes right now. I hope you know that. I'm giving, I'm giving you all type of side eyes right now. 
I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. And, and most people would until they see me prove it. Like, you know, like I said, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. The, the type of things that kind of, once they become a habit, then it makes, it makes a lot more, it makes a lot more sense. Like I, I don't have to tell you to brush your teeth. At some point, someone did though. Like if this is a, a show about parenthood, <laughs> obviously you guys know at some point someone had to remind you daily and then possibly drag you to the bathroom and proceed to force brush your teeth themselves. So now at this point, you're like, oh, no, mm, I can't leave out the house like this. Uh-uh. So again, it's just really a matter of developing the habits. So so trust me, like I said, a lot of people are going to have a have an issue with with some things that they're going to realize they want to continue once this quarantine is over and they're going to find space for them now because it's become a part of who they are. Okay. So now when you decided to make this transition, because this is we're not always what you were doing, right? I mean, you started you started doing this when? How many years ago? In terms of fitness, um, yeah. I was doing I've been doing this for the last um eight and a half years now. Okay. All right. Was, was any of your decision to get into this or to get, to get into a healthier way of living, was any of it motivated by your kids? Yes. <laughs> 1000%. It was, uh, uh, so it's, it's really, there's really like a, a funny, funny story that I can, um, share with you guys if you yeah. don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, since my oldest is, is actually a girl, um, I always had this like fear of of being the dad that the boyfriend wouldn't be scared of. Like I know that sounds crazy, but wait, what? I had I had the fear of being the dad that the boyfriend wasn't scared of. Because you know, once they start getting older, like it's and I'll tell you from experience after I tell you the story, I'll tell you from experience how this actually played out because it's okay. really how your how your mindset and how what you focus on ends up manifesting in your life. But anyway, I was afraid of being that that dad that the boyfriend was like, Oh, he ain't gonna do nothing or 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 would look and do the, the teeth sucking like whatever, like scare him type of thing. <laughs> 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 especially these, 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 youngs, these youngsters nowadays, like they're, they're off the hook. But at the time when my daughter was born, when my 17 year old daughter was born, I was 312 pounds. And just to give you some context for that, uh, I'm five, five. So <laughs> I'm sorry, you, okay. You were five, five and you were how much? 312 pounds. Why we got to say it like a bunch of times like that? Like they heard it. No, no, because I just want to make sure, first off, I'm not trying to do that. I just want to make sure that everybody understood what you said. That's I'm, all. Just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking with you. But it actually was, um, there was a long time, even when I first started training people, that I never showed my before picture and I didn't tell anybody that I actually had a transformation. So most Why of my not? first clients, funny that you should say that because <laughs> I decided actually that I wasn't going to become a trainer until my physique was impressive, no matter what you know it used, no matter what you thought it used to be. So I, it's mm. easy for me to tell you, yeah, I know all about this fitness stuff, and I and um and I'm a trainer, and I can tell you this. And by the way, I used to be 300 pounds. No matter what I look like now, that's going to be impressive. So I was, I decided that I wasn't going to actually become a trainer until someone asked me about my fitness regimen, who had no idea what I looked like before. Mm. So I wanted it to be an impressive physique because it was an impressive physique, not an impressive physique because it used to be horrible. Got you. Got you. Okay. So, um, okay, touche. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So my first, my first client was, was literally, he waited, uh, he waited four months for him. Cause I was, I literally, my, in my head, I was like, someone has to ask me what I'm doing that doesn't know me before I decide to print flyers, make business cards. So I was literally training every day, knowing I wanted to be a trainer, waiting for someone to say, excuse me, um, how did you get your this like this? Or how did you do your this like that? And it happened at 24 hour fitness. The next day I printed up my flyers and business cards. <laughs> but to bring it back around to, okay, the, right, right. Okay, okay. to bring it back around to my kids, I was going to do it. So I just didn't want to be that dad that that wasn't intimidating to the little boys so so and then add to that so you know that's when i when i first started my fitness journey i was literally thinking about that i'm like what am i gonna do if if one of these little boys come up and actually could with my like that's gonna be a problem <laughs> so 
you know, no dad will ever say that. No dad would ever want to admit to that. But it's not like there ain't no tough people in the world. <laughs> so I was like, I better at least be one of them. Like if we, if I can't at least get a draw on the scorecards, it's going to be a problem. So, <laughs> so the first two things that I did was um, I did a lot of uh, body weight training and my, for my cardio, I did uh, boxing and Muay Thai. I had, I used to box already when I was really young, but I never did it for a fitness type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did boxing and Muay Thai and then um, just a lot of strength training, resistance training. So that she definitely had something to do with it in the start. And then fast forwarding, I had, uh, have you guys ever seen this movie uh, Taken? Have you ever seen a movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where yeah. the, where the, uh, you know, the, the girl, the daughter gets kidnapped and then the dad is like, I have right. a very special set of skills. Well, I didn't need, I wasn't trying to go to boot camp or none of that stuff. But there's something actually, if you're a little more thoughtful about that storyline that you start to realize happens as kids get older. And that is that they become just as worried about you as you are about them. Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. so the other thing that played into it in terms of my kids is one of those things that's very much downplayed in that film is if you're not, if they don't have the right perspective about you as the parent, she never makes the call. Like the phone, the movie's awesome, but if she thinks you're going to get hurt, she never makes the call. And I just wanted to make sure I would tell myself that every day during my work, during my workouts, I swear to God, like if I had a Bible right here, I would put my hand on it every day during my workouts. She's going to call. She's going to call. She's going to call. If anything happens, she's going to call. Cause she's going to be like, daddy, got it like like oh wait till my daddy gets here like that's all i wanted her to be thinking <laughs> but the 312 pound five five daddy that's not that guy right, right. however the guy now when i walk up to her to the to the school to pick her up from high school she's a senior in high school now and this has been happening since junior high school where uh, where i walk up and she'll be like oh the boys are scared of you i'm like perfect <laughs> Mission accomplished. I'm exactly. <laughs> but for her to say it without me asking, like that just shows the power of that that mindset that that she's like, they're scared of you. He doesn't want to come say hi. He thinks you're gonna kill him. He's this, that, he's that. And then simultaneously, when she did actually have a slight altercation at the school with a boy, and she sent she sent the text. And again, in my head, is she's going to call. She's going to call. She was like, and when I finally talked to her on the phone, she was like, I could hear him still kind of arguing in the background. And she's telling him, okay, keep talking. Just wait till he gets here. And you know, that's a different mindset. Right. Like, it's, like, it's one thing till you see him. Like, till he shows up. <laughs> like, do whatever you want to. And, my, and daddy get you. my daddy is going to lay you yeah. out. What, what makes it really cool is, and, and I talked to her about it later because, you know, it was just an interesting story. But what makes it really cool is you hear the other the other little boys in the background like that's her dad but but i'm telling you stop i'm telling you you ain't never seen the, we've been going we've been doing her since junior high like when you get here okay okay like it's just like you know it's, and it's just whatever like for that to have been the motivation but it, it worked it it worked to the tone of a hundred and twenty two pounds later and fitness competition later and nine years of being a trainer later and people who have been working out for years, like, okay, what are you doing later? So like it it was a perfect motivation for me. And the same thing now with my, with my sons, I don't want them to go through what I went through as a kid, whereas the being overweight and being like teased in elementary school for your weight, like I know better so I can do better. Like they don't have to go through it. You know, so my, my boys be ready. Like they, they're like, we're, we're going to be like daddy. And, and to hear your son say, like, when I, when I grow up, I want to be like, I want to have muscles like you or, or go on a video game and be like, this is your character. And it's like a uh, black incredible Hulk. Like that works. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. Your chest sticking out, Amy. Your chest. A little bit right now. Yeah, out, yeah, right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to talk so long, but it's just that, no, that was a, no, 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 that no, was a no. huge part of the motivation for me. So, you know, being being what the context of this show is, like the fact that it had so much of an effect on why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. And um something to not get too deep into, but my relationship with my father in terms of it being the opposite of what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. also okay. had something to do with because when I talked about being teased as a kid, it wasn't always other kids. And we won't, you know, get too deep into that. I got you. But the thing other than the fact of saying that my daughter is going to call that I was saying during my workouts is tease me now. 
And that's my dad is who I was saying it to. Right. Mm. And then fast forwarding that, now I'm helping him get over his type two diabetes because the son that he was talking about being fat when he was little is now who all of his, my uncles, aunts, everyone that in this area that knows me is like, you need to just ask your son. Like your son knows this better than anybody that we know. Right. Like, why don't you go talk to Corey? Why don't you go talk to Corey? Why don't you go talk to Corey? Right. So the, the first time that he asked me, and and, and uh, I don't want to turn this into a whole different dad program, but the first time that he asked me, I almost said no. Like we have a very different relationship than I have with my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first time that he asked me, I was almost like, hell no. You know, like I really, I really thought it. It really, it really went through my head, and it made me feel bad. But what, so, what made what you? Re- so, and not to get too deep, then what made you change your mind? If your original thought was, "Oh hell no," like no, I'm not going to help you. Then what? What was it to, that made you change your mind? Um, it's it's something that something that I read. I read a lot of like motivational stuff and a lot of um a lot of stuff for uh, self-improvement and something that I read in a Tony Robbins book, which is if you're going to blame them for all the bullshit, then you have to blame them for all the good too. Mm. And the honest, the honest truth of it is without the teasing that might not, I might not have had enough motivation with just the kids to actually become who I became. So if it's his fault that I was angry, then it's also his fault that I'm fit now. Mm. So so wait, say that again because I really like that. Say that again. <laughs> the Tony Robbins part, like so. If- oh no, he's saying if you're if you're gonna blame them for all for all, and he used these words. This is the only reason I'm cussing. So he said, if you're gonna blame them for all the bullshit, then you have to blame them for the good. Like if you're putting it all on them, mm-hmm. then it's the good end of that. Right. So the honest fact of it is, I owed, I owed, I owed a lot of it to him. Mm. It, it turned out to be, and another thing that he says, which I, you know, um that things are happening for you, not to you. That's something that yes. y'all also. And mm-hmm. for, for me, like, <laughs> had I had, had I had the relationship with him that I would want to have, I wouldn't have had the motivation that I needed to have. And that's just the God to honest truth. Sure. So, <laughs> are, you, are you pleased with it? Are you pleased <laughs> with your, with your relationship at this point? Um, wow. Please, please might be a little further than, <laughs> then I would go. But the fact that there is one, mm-hmm. I, I will, I will say this though, because um, my mom passed some years back. And so this is my only living parent. And right. so it's just really funny how things, how things connect. Cause without the fitness thing, I don't know that that would have, that that would have mattered. Like, I don't know that just because he was the only parent left, that that would have meant I would have even tried to have a relationship mm-hmm. except that there was a reason for him to reach out to me. Right. You know, so it's a lot, it's a lot harder for, it would have been a lot harder um, to say no to him reaching out than it would have been for me to ignore it and never actually actively pursue healing the relationship. Let me just say that. I don't know that I would have if, if he hadn't contacted me. Okay. That's that's uh I mean I, and I definitely appreciate your honesty. That's that's one of the things that we definitely encourage around these parts is being honest about the situations. Um I think that, you know, when we talk about that, right? Um, because it got again a lot of times, you know, in some of our previous episodes, we've talked about, you know, the factor of, you know, the relationship between, you know, us as fathers now and us also still being the sons, right? right. And having to deal with dad, you know, um, you know, I, I know for for me, as far as with, with my dad, it was definitely much of that journey. Uh, we definitely had our bouts and everything. Um, but what I can definitely say is that what I'm pleased with um, is that we got to a good space. Right. At the end of the day. You know, at the at the end of the day, I'm glad that we got to a good space um, before he passes. He passed in 2016. You know, so definitely feel you on the factor of having you know only one one parent left, and that is indeed. Um, it's like you know when 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 that aspect rolls around, it's just like okay, damn, I got one parent left. You know, right? Like, and then a, a part of a 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and especially like you know, I mean, for for me, it's it's me and moms, and you know, we not that we haven't had our ups and downs because we have, you know, um, that's for a whole other topic later on down the line. Um, <laughs> but you know, as far as like you know, sons sons with with, with their fathers, I've had several people. Um, I one person that told me point blank that when I did the road trip with the kiddo, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much he appreciated it and how he lived vicariously completely through that whole experience with me because it was something that he wished that he could have did with his dad, you know, right. before his dad passed, you know. Right. So I, I definitely always encourage anybody, like, you know, it, and thank you for for making that that point. Because um, if you're going to blame him for for the bullshit, then definitely, like, you know, you got to take the good and the bad, you know. And I tell people all the time, it's all about the lens in which it is that we choose to view it through. Right. Um, You know, and and it's like, okay, what for for me, for me with with my dad, it was one of those things like, okay, realizing and looking at the generational aspect. Right. So how was his relationship with his dad? And if his relationship with his dad wasn't any better, then I couldn't get mad at him for not having the one between him and I to be better because he didn't, maybe he just didn't have the right people in his corner, you know, to encourage him and to even show him how to be a better dad, you know? Um, Because I mean, you know, as many books as as there are, it's still a trial and error, you know? Absolutely. It's still very much a trial and error, you know? Um, But again, it's, it's also the choices too, right? You know, it's, it's, it's the choice, you know, so I commend you on choosing um, to have an open mind, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's it's a part. It also comes into the, the understanding. And this is something that I always say to a lot of to a lot of my clients, because, you know, um, in terms of being disappointed, that's something that a lot of people are dealing that deal with in terms of like, mm-hmm disappointment based on like the expectations that you have of where you should be right now or the expectations you have about what your body should look like right now or the expectations mm. you have about how a relationship should be should be going right now and one of the things that that I quite often tell people in that aspect is to make sure that you tell yourself that you did the best that you could do and here's what I mean by that is people will be like, well, no, I could have, I could have went to the gym this many more days, or I could have lost this many more pounds, or I could have said this thing. And, and the honest answer of it is no, you couldn't. Cause if you could have in that moment, you, you, who you were in that circumstance, in that moment, it always produces the best result it could possibly produce. So you have to forgive yourself for that. Like you didn't have your current retrospect in that moment. Right. So you, right. you can't, walk around for the rest of your life holding, holding that, like everybody does. And, and I know what, you, what people say, they're always like, well, no, they could have studied a little hard. No, they couldn't have. Cause if they could have, they actually would have. Right. And I know, and people are always like, it's, it's, they think it's like a slippery slope or a weird way of not, but it's, it's not that like that circumstance is the one you were in. That was the result they produced. That was the best result it could produce with your mindset, that circumstance and you being in it. That actually was the best. Right. Because if it could have been better, it would have. Yeah. I got to well, understand that. Because a lot of people carry that, carry that around, carry that. Like they, people work so hard on forgiving other people and they don't forgive them themselves. The only so, reason. I have a question. So how, how much, so since you definitely have studied fitness and mm-hmm. you also study mental, how mm-hmm. much of it is the forgiving of the self in order to get to wherever you want to be. Like, I feel like a lot of times that's what blocks people. You know, it's always easier to say, to point at somebody else and say, oh, well, you did this or you did that to me or you did whatever. But a lot of times it's the understanding of, I made that particular choice. Mm -hmm. It may have been some circumstances or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I made that particular choice. So... I have to take ownership for whatever situation I'm in. And I know with health, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is, you know, people will give you a thousand and one excuses of why they can't do something. Right. But when you actually get, especially to the mental part of it, it comes to like, 
how many of your clients were you found out like, okay, well, no, we need to talk about you and why you feel this particular way or why you're, why you're choosing to act in this particular? All of them. <laughs> I'll be totally honest, all of them. And that's, and um, the reason you is- You said all like A-L-L? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, let me let me um, let me preface that with all of the ones who were trying to make a significant change, because I, I okay. do have some clients that needed needed a knowledge base to get them a little bit better or a little bit different or a little bit. No, I mean, people who wanted to change significantly and need and had a path that they had to walk as opposed to just a quick door they had to open like those people we all had to have that dialogue because honestly your mo your motivations are your motivations like so you, you everybody's heard that phrase how you do how you do anything is how you do everything everybody's heard heard that before mm -hmm. and it's always it's always used in terms of like a derogatory outcome. Well, it's like, well, if you were lazy here, of course you're lazy there. Well, if you, if you yell here, of course you yell there. Or if you don't finish this type of thing, of course you don't finish that type of thing. Well, it also works for your motivations. Like the things that you feel like have to get done are always motivated by the same factors. And right. I, have to, I have to get deep in terms of that part to figure out what those are for people. Because the thing that motivated you to, to do something, for example, like uh, I'll give you an example of, of myself in particular. So I was, I was always overweight for the majority of, of my life from childhood into, oh God, probably early thirties, which is when I started or late, late twenties, probably when I started losing the, the bulk of the weight, like it would go up, down, up, down, up, down, but before it to really get consistent, it was into my late twenties. Okay. Um, and it was always, it was kind of motivated by the weight gain was always motivated by the same thing. Like this was the one thing that it was just a, a form of being consistent. It was, it's, it's so crazy. Like everybody thinks that in order to, for you to want to keep something, it has to be good. Stable sometimes is enough. Like mm -hmm. if I mm -hmm. know what you're going to bother me about, mm -hmm. I'll almost keep doing the bad thing just so that you don't pick something else. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was always my way. Because I can depend on that consistency. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, like even problems can become foundations. Mm -hmm. Like people like to, like to know what to expect. And, you know, so, so for me, I, I kind of had that I'm overweight. Like I'm, I'm overweight. That, that's just my thing. So I'm going to eat like somebody who's overweight. I'm going to not exercise like somebody who's overweight. I'm going to, you know, and so you kind of have to figure out what your particular motivations are. And the other part of mine was I realized for myself, even though I trained by myself, I needed somebody else to be accountable to because at that time I was overly sensitive to what other people thought. So if I told someone I was doing it and we have this friend and G, I told him I was going to lose weight and he's the type of person that will call you like, so you went today? So did you go yesterday? So, <laughs> but I told him intentionally because I had a problem. Like I know that one of the things that affected me greatly was letting people down. It was easier to let me down than it was to let other people down. So I needed somebody that was going to do that so that I could be like, yeah, I worked out. Yeah. I went to the gym. Yeah. I ate this. Yeah. <laughs> so, and once you figure that out, what those motivations are for people or what those triggers are for people or easy, the easiest way to say it is what, what your why is like mm -hmm. that, that same, that right, the right why, We'll, we'll get through almost any what, when, how, where, like it'll, it'll cover them all. Like, trust me, once you figure out a real reason to be doing that, cause it's not weight loss. Like people mis mistake that, like no one wants to lose weight. You want to be fit. You don't want to go through the process. Heck no. Right. So you need to bye figure bye. out, you need to keep asking the, for what and why do I want this? Why do I want this? Can you come down to that reason that almost makes you teary without, trying because everybody has one it, if you don't it's never going to make it into your priorities enough for you to make a long-term change like the things that you have to do get done P please understand <laughs> everybody's like i hate working out 95 percent of the people i talk to hate their job too and they tell me from their job <laughs> <laughs> so 
it's not that. It's not the like or dislike. It's that there's there's a reward that you have to get and a consequence you can't deal with. Anything that you can put into that context will get done. If there's a reward you can't live without and a consequence you can't take, anything that gets into that box is going to happen. It doesn't matter what it is. That's true. That's literally what I figure out for all of my clients. What is this consequence that if what is this consequence that you just cannot deal with that your weight is getting to? Because most people will, in order to, especially if you feel like you can't do anything about it, you'll glaze over that. Like you'll never think about it. If you don't think you can fix it. So I'll dig deep in to figure out, okay, what is your weight costing you that you cannot allow it to cost you anymore? And then what is the new you going to get that you cannot live without anymore? And once we put it in there, it, it it doesn't matter. Like you're going to do it. <laughs> That's true. Because there's too much pain and pleasure involved in this. It doesn't matter what it is. Like I could be like 99 backflips is your workout today. And you're going to try to look at me like, okay, I guess we doing backflips. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, cause something, something that's in that. And, and again, you can think about it. Your, your, your kids fall into that. It's like, you know what, maybe I could, I could deal with me being broke and scrounging for some change and not necessarily eating every day, but the baby, the baby, oh no, no, we're going to work. Right. We're going to work. Oh, it ain't that bad. I'm essential. Like, right. it's just, like <laughs> right. you know, I made myself essential. <laughs> most people, and, uh, and for, especially for, and again, because of the context of this, the clients that I have that have children, for a lot of them, that's easy. For a lot of them, it's actually, and this is another one of those things that you kind of have to get into. Honestly, for a lot of people, it doesn't work because they think it's supposed to be the motivation, but it's not really for a lot of people. Mm. And so you have mm. to find what I always, what I always say is this is the one time and the one place in your life. If you're not absolutely honest and selfish, it's not going to work. Mm. Like, don't say that this is your motivation. If it's not really like, like if you could give two dams about playing with the kids, but the little brown dress is going to get you here, then we need to talk about the little brown yeah, dress. Look here, it's, it's them pants that I, that I wore doing prom. It's a little black dress, not that brown one. I'm sorry, I'm old. It was brown. It was brown with stripes before. It's black now. Hey, look, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Nice pair of uh, 36s. 36. And if that's the real motivation, and that's another another one of those things that's really, it's really funny. Do we have a quick minute for me to kind of just give you guys another example? Go ahead. Get you, bro. So, um, I, believe it or not, one of the best ways to to get yourself to actually meet the goal, you have to have at least one shallow part to your goal. If it's like a clothing item or something like that, it actually works better than these deep goals that a lot of people try to talk about. Like, well, I, I want to feel this sense of pride. Like, just say the jeans. Like, because the jeans, and, and here's why. Here's why. Let me, let, me explain, let me explain this to you, and then it'll make a lot more sense, and I can almost guarantee that you've never heard it before. So when a lot of people will set goals, but what they don't take that time to do is figure out why is that your goal? So I've had a lot of people that'll come in and they'll say, I want to lose a hundred pounds or I want to lose 50 pounds or I want to lose this much weight or I want to do this. I want to do that. And then when we finally uncover the why they realize that one of two things, either a, your goal isn't actually a hundred pounds and B, your mind will figure out a way to give you that feeling that you think 100 pounds is going to get without actually losing 100 pounds. So I'll give you the example for myself. So my goal when I started, I told you I was 312 pounds, and mm -hmm. I actually was one of those people whose goal was to lose 100 pounds. Well, I actually hit a stumbling block about 55 pounds into it, and I was stuck at that spot for almost eight months. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because what I actually thought that that 100 pounds was going to do actually happened at 55 because my friends are so dope. So the way I thought I was going to feel when I got to 200, my friends made me feel like that at 250. My mind thought I hit it. It wasn't about the 100. Mm, okay. So my mind thought I was done. A lot of people who think that they don't hit their goals, you actually did. You just don't know why your goal was your goal. If you did, you would figure out there's a lot of ways that your mind can find to compensate for that. That isn't what you thought you needed. For example, it's why if you talk to, it's why a lot of uh, 
very wealthy people will say that it's not about the money. The reason why is because in terms of what you thought in your head was going to take a billion dollars, actually took a little bit over a hundred thousand and nothing's changed from a hundred thousand to a million. So they're like, it's not about the money. Well, you thought it. And another thing is your goal is always set, especially if where you are right now is a pain point for you. Your goal is always as far away from this pain point as possible. You don't realize five steps from it actually feels like a thousand steps from it. Absolutely. So, you know, when you're, when you're broke, you want to be a millionaire. $10,000 for most people would change their lives. (laughs) That's not the goal. Until you get it, and then you're like, I never made it to be a millionaire. Because the goal was never a million dollars. The goal was that feeling that you associate with that thing you said. Which, to get back around to the point, it's why the shallow goal actually works. Your mind can't figure out a way to fake you into those jeans. It can't figure out a way to fake you into that shirt. You know what, that's true, though. Fake you that's into true. Because I got can't. this dress in this closet, <laughs> baby. It, Let it me get in this dress. <laughs> So what I had to do is I had to buy an outfit the size that I wanted to be because my brain couldn't fake me into it. It couldn't, it couldn't fake me into those jeans and that shirt. It can make me feel that feeling because, like I said, my friends, and I know a lot of people have the opposite in terms of what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. My friends are so dope. They're like, dude, you did your thing. And, and like, my head got so My head has never been swollen up in my entire life for anything having to, that related to physical like, I've always been very intelligent. I've always been very articulate. I've always been, like, testing in the top 5% of the nation on those standardized tests. Like, I've always been good with that type of stuff. Nothing in terms of looks. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want that. I want it, like, it's so funny that you you chase the thing that's not yours no matter what. Right. Like, scientist. No, man, fitness model. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, <laughs> but just saying that to say, so that's a that's a tip for people. Like, you, you need to find a way, like, and this, and this again, you know, I know we're talking about it in terms of fitness right now, but you need to find a way that your mind can't substitute, whether that be a financial goal or that like if you if your goal is to make a million dollars, you need to write a nine hundred thousand dollar wish list because you can't fake out of that. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Well, so Otherwise, it's not the million. And if you can't, then your goal is not really your goal, to be honest. Like right. if you. You know, so and that that can apply to anywhere in your life. So I, you know, I talk about that a lot. But again, even as it applies to your kids, like a lot of a lot of times they'll they'll get in trouble because you know and things like that that'll happen with your kids. Like, cause your goal was honestly in that moment for them to leave me alone. Like what they were doing wasn't really relevant. <laughs> so when you come back and <laughs> your your bathroom wall has been sponsored by Crayola, then <laughs> understand. Leave them alone happened. Like you just need in a few minutes, it happened. Right. It's probably why you didn't hear them say, Oh, pretty. Like a few minutes. So I'm sorry. But you know, I just like to bring it back into that. Because I mean all of these things, all of these things happen, you know, um, and might come up in the form of a session because everybody comes to me for something different. But there's always getting back to your question. I'm sorry if, if it seems like we diverted, it was all related. But no, to get back no. to get back to your question, there's there's always, always a mental aspect to it. And you'll almost never get as far as you could get if you don't figure out what it is. Like you have to know what you're actually after. Like I've, I've and I'll give you another example that's not from me. I've had uh uh one of my female clients that came to me. And she was she was over 300 pounds when she started. She wanted to get down to into the 150-ish pound range mm-hmm. and stopped at like 240 pounds. Called me and told me this because she couldn't figure out why she didn't. She stopped coming for a month. Called me finally and said, um, you know what I realized? Like I hadn't been in a serious relationship. She started dating somebody at 240. She got mm-hmm. that. She thought that love was going to come at one something. It came mm-hmm. at two something. The weight didn't matter anymore. Right. And, you know, a lot of other people that'll say that'll have a specific number in their head. I want to get to this amount. Like, why is it that amount? Then you'll figure out this was the best time when the best time of their life was happening. That's what they weighed. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. They'll have that that one that one girl that gave him that wink. He happened to weigh 173 when that happened. Or that one dude that loved her the right way. She happened to weigh 154 when that happened. And then this number is just stuck because your, your mind will find other things to connect that to. Like, it connects it to a feeling. And if you happen to look down at the scale and it said 154, and at that time you just saw the most beautiful thing you saw in your life, guess what 154 now becomes? Extremely important. And it has nothing to do with the number. So that's, that's my part of the okay. coming to that 
figuring out that it's why I did it. It's right. why I studied both things because I realized for most people, it's not about a physical thing. And if you can't figure out what that mental thing is, you can't get the physical thing you're after. Makes sense. So, hmm. In any event. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. So, so with, that, <laughs> with that being stated, with that being stated, uh, last question. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Is <laughs> do you have any other blocks for yourself as a father any blocks for myself yeah um any 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 hurdles any any you know i mean any challenges that that you you know given everything that you j- just stated like you know anything as far as for yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror and the father that you want to be anything that's still a hurdle um yeah, actually, and I don't, very good question, by the way, because it's something that I was uh, literally just thinking about not too long ago. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest block that I still have as a dad is my ambition. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean, what I mean by that is, because I, I realized one of the mental blocks that I have personally is there's this, this stigma about what your life is supposed to become once you have children in terms of sacrifices that you make for the betterment of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize that, again, if I'm being completely honest, that there are certain things that I'm not willing to sacrifice. I feel like we all have a purpose and I don't feel like it's supposed to be necessary to sacrifice what your purpose is or that you're supposed to put that on the list of optional things just because you have children. Like, mm. I feel like you have to find a way to make both work, but at the same time, if you're calling it, if you're asking about a block, it is a block because there's days that I feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. Like there's, and it's not like, Oh gosh. Um, it's, it's not that I necessarily think I'm doing anything wrong. It's just that, again, this this stigma has been so ingrained as to what's supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. right. Like, right. you know, if if your workday, again, as a as a and a, anybody else who's in the fitness industry will understand this, especially until you really get a grip on it. Like, for example, especially you know years back, your workday might technically be. 16 hours. It's not that you were working 16 hours straight. It's just that the majority of people who are available and have the income level to pay you are available before work starts or after work ends. You may leave at five in the morning and they may not see you again until nine at night, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. by time, you know, they're getting ready for bed. So it's not quality time or things like that. But again, if you're an ambitious person, you know, these are the hours that you have to put in or with whatever your particular thing is, you know, these are the things that you have to, that you have to do. And I think my block is, my block is making sure that I achieve the goals that I want to achieve as a person and as a father, not either or. Okay. Okay. So you, so you make both of those your priority? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like it's, I feel like the way that I've come to, to kind of deal with that is what I've made my mission as a father is other than the love to make them self-sufficient. Like I need to teach them the things that they need to know to become good people. I'm, I'm trying to teach them how to think instead of what to think, because, right. you know, for, for me, what I'm, what I'm worried about, and this is, I, I wish like my daughter was sitting here. Cause she would tell you the one thing she gets in trouble for, she doesn't necessarily get in trouble for what she did. She gets in trouble. If she doesn't know why she did what she did. Like what I'm trying to teach them is to think it through. Even if you came to a bad decision, the fact that you thought about it gives you a much better chance of having a good outcome. Like she'll be like, I don't know why I did it. Be like, okay, well, we might as well just start your punishment from here and end it when you come to a good conclusion. Like, cause (laughs) so, you know, that's part of the, part of the thing. Cause you, you can't be there even as much as you would want to be, even if you could plan for it, you, you know, like, you don't know when the thing's going to hit. So I'm, I try to do that same thing with, with all my kids. I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to teach them how to, how to think about things and how to do things and how to, you know, more of a how to than a what mm-hmm. to. 
Right, right. You, think you can't plan for every situation. And again, I, I, I know me that I'm an ambitious person. I have a thousand things that I'm still trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, the things that I still want to accomplish. And, and you don't want that. Uh, it's, it's kind of a block because, again, you, you see people that are like, they're always like, you know, I said I gave everything up for my kids. And like, again, me just being honest, I'm in my head. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, they didn't ask you to, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's a, you know, to your point, and I appreciate you saying that, like, because I know with Christopher, um, oh, my God, the one thing that irritates is when I'd be like, you know, yeah, but and I get the shrug shoulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, let me explain something to you, cause cause this shrug, this mm, and these shrug shoulders is really about to get you effed up. A, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. time, bro. Like it's it's about to be a problem. You know? I don't I don't know if there's anything worse than that for me. Let's like right. okay, you so know. you your default was this dumb shit. Like that was your right. default. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like why couldn't you err on the side of not dumb shit? Like right. Right. you know. Sorry so. for the cursing, but it's just no. But that's it. But that's. <laughs> for the matter though that is indeed the truth for the matter and i and i think that and, and again thank you for answering that that, that question honestly because i think even for myself um that's been that's been a hurdle you mm-hmm. know it's been a hurdle mm-hmm. um it is for a lot of people yeah like i realized like, like like it is you know and i think definitely up until recent events <laughs> you know <it's> gonna be, <laughs> I mean, later on conversation. Um, well, definitely, like, recent events have sort of kind of, like, opened that gate, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, okay. So I can go do this now? Yeah. It's probably a whole different story. Right, <laughs> right, right. You understand, like, you know. A lot of people will say that in terms of not having time to work out, too, because they feel like if they get any extra time, like, no working person almost feels like they spend enough time with their kids. So... They always feel like, okay, well, if I find an hour, like, I guess I, sh- I should probably at least say hi to my daughter today or anyway. But you can also do, like, both. Because I know with my dad, especially when I was younger, he was definitely, like, a fitness person. So he mm-hmm. would take me and my sister to, like, go. Um, it was jazzercise or step class or something like that. Now, I would be the one to, like, do the exercises and stuff with my dad. My sister, she'll be on, like, the mat sleep. So, like, but that was, like, kind of, like, his way of trying to say, like, hey, I'm trying to give you the time. Like, right. he was right. he was very much so, um, because he was, like, in the Army and Reserve, so he would be gone for, like, months on end. So, mm-hmm. it was just, like, anything that he was doing, I mean, it became annoying because it was just, like, okay, y'all gonna come here and go with me. Mm, I, I'm not trying to go to jazzercise. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to the cell group meeting with all the old men. Right. right. I want to stay or, home. Or I mean, but you know, the other the, and the other way that you can do that is you can put the question to yourself. Even if you want to still make it about your kids, you can put the question to yourself: Would they rather minutes now or years? Because that's what you're ultimately asking yourself. Like, especially when we're talking about people people of color with pre pre existing health conditions and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. do they want 10 minutes right now or would they choose to have you for 10 more years because you don't have diabetes like what would the choice be right Right. and and for a lot of us it really is like it really is that that choice like i know i know way too many people who some quick simple changes would have would change their quality of life completely or would have added some years on to the life of somebody that meant something to them yeah so it's it's I guess you could say it's kind of a double-edged sword because you know you, they don't get as much of that quality time, but they could do like your dad did and work out with you, or you can just realize, you know what? I, I think I think they're gonna want me to be there when they walk down the aisle, and we're really getting that for for some people. It's yeah. it's going the the opposite direction, or I mean, you know, I'm sorry, I don't want to get off onto a whole another <laughs> whole another tangent, but like the floor is yours. Like, well, no, you well, can not- say it, and we'll just make it a part two later on down the line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's people who are like. uh, I'm not going to work out because you get now that uh, a lot, what happens a lot now is like, I love myself the way I am. So I'm not going to do this. I'm like, okay, but you called me first. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I didn't flag you down on the street and say change. That's the first thing. And the second thing is 
uh, I don't think a lot of people understand that if that's true, then you actually still have to work out because who you love right now isn't who you're going to be in 10 years with your current habits. If you've gained weight, who you are today is not who you're going to be next year. And if you like that person, then you need to stop it here, which means you still need to change some habits. Right. Right. Between that and time, like there, there is no main maintenance zone. Like you're either getting better or getting worse. I hate to say it like that, but it's kind of the truth. Right. <laughs> like there's no, I like me just like this. Okay. Well, when you tell me where you, where you bought your clock from, that allows you to freeze at just like this. <laughs> can you just get two when you go back? Like when it run out of batteries, can you get right, another clock? Right, can right. Because <laughs> I need you. I'll cash up you. You know. <laughs> you know for real though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that in a minute. Definitely. Um. So Corey. Yes. What are kind of like your final thoughts? What would you like to express that you haven't? Um, I would say the main, the main things is, um, in terms of fitness, the thing that I would, I would like to express that I haven't is there's nothing more important in terms of your fitness program than consistency, which is that if you have the intent of getting a particular result and you just try every day, even if you mess up, you'll, you can fail your way to actually hitting your goal like that. If, if you're, if you prioritize consistency above anything else, if you, if you prioritize showing up and doing something that you think will lead you in the direction of your goal, even if you're wrong, eventually you'll get there. If you prioritize consistency, if mm-hmm. people try to prioritize perfection or what should I eat? What should I do exactly at the gym? What should I do? With the, if you prioritize show up at the gym, especially if you've been, if you've been not doing anything for an extended period of time. So, that was, that's what I would say in terms of the fitness. If you prioritize, prioritize that. Um, in terms of particularly during this during this COVID time, I would say um, prioritize developing a habit because you have the time right now. You have the time to do anything for a little while every day. So I would say um, don't even worry about getting the best possible result. These aren't the best possible times. So. You know, we're not talking about ideal situations that you're in right now and and you're, you know, doing bad under ideal circumstances. And then the, the last final thing that I would say in terms of your kids and yourself is during this time, this is unprecedented. Like You don't know a person to tell you the proper etiquette for a COVID-19 shelter in place. Like, <laughs> not on earth. <laughs> That being said, that being, <laughs> give yourself, give yourself the leeway to not get this all the way right. Like, don't stress yourself out because you don't know exactly what to do right now. Like, don't stress yourself out because you don't know exactly what to feel right now. Don't stress yourself out because you don't have a 10 bullet point plan for how Tuesday through Saturdays will be spent with a slight error and deviation for like, come on, like no one's ever been sheltered in place due to a coronavirus. Like this has never, ever, ever happened. So whatever you're doing, coming out on the other side of it is, is, is priority one. Everything else, like relax, you know, you kind of have to, and that goes for the people and the kids they've never dealt with this either right you know what i mean like and i know you think you're keeping it together but but you're freaking out (laughs) (laughs) like right now this is the this is the whatever the thing like this is like everybody thinks that they're being super cool but everybody right now has the did they see that face because that's what everybody's thinking. You think you're being cool, but what's happening in your head is actually on your face right now, and you don't realize it. <laughs> you know, everybody has the, I hope they don't know what I really think. Basically. Right. So it's like, you know, and kids pick up on that type of stuff. So, you know, g- give yourself the leeway so that you can give them the leeway. Like, right. I, I would honestly say, you're, and it's, it's in no way meant to be derogatory, no one's doing as good as they think they're doing right now. No one. So chill, <laughs> like chill, like get, like give yourself, give yourself the freedom to not be doing as good as you think you're doing right now. Like this isn't a time to pile on top of yourself and and diminish your self confidence. Like this isn't that we're we're living through something like I said that's unprecedented now. Like if you're if you're a hundred years old, you've seen 
slavery and a black president and you've never seen this <laughs> you know so like <laughs> there's no there's no reference guide like no, I, I don't no, care no. what if you if you have the almanac of human history as far as we know this isn't in it <laughs> you know so very much so very much so yeah so just i, I would say that from a from a mental aspect like give your give yourself the freedom to to not be perfect Thank you for listening to this week's show. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Father Should Pod. You can also visit our website at www.fathershould.org.